What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. And we got the master of the mixing master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. He, he the king of the parlays right now. He said he hit about, about five, six of them things back to back. And the fans love long shots, so we're going to bring that back as well. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, ladies and gentlemen, Kenton Gibbs. Now, folks, we we got a lot to go. We got a lot to cover today, man. We got a lot to cover. We got a jam-packed show. We got the NFL season wrapping up. We got NBA just tipping off. We got some we got some new segments for you. And and of course, like I said, we bring long shots back. Chris, you ready for long shots, man? You you got some good picks for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do the super long shots because the season started, but I got some prop bets that you can that, that got good eyes for you guys. So I got y'all together, man. I've been no. hitting, man. Now, I heard that you hit a 10-part parlay. Is this true? Yes, yes. I hit a 10-team parlay, and I also – I've hit 11 parlays the last three days. I, I want Chris arrested. I want him arrested. He's fixing the games. He's fixing ten a 10-part parlay. This Wow. Wow. That's go status right there. But anywho, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're looking at the NFL season. We're in week 16 – week – 16 now is pretty much coming to an end. And uh, the Chiefs won today by the skin of their teeth against the Falcons. They didn't look too sharp. Didn't look too sharp. They're probably going to get some rest next week because they're uh, they're 14 and 1. They really basically stand to gain nothing from next week. So, fellas, let me ask y'all this Is there any team, NFC or AFC, who can stop the Chiefs' repeat? Um, I honestly don't. I honestly don't. At the beginning of the season on the show, I picked um Chiefs versus Chiefs versus Ravens for the Super Bowl, which I think is still going to happen, even though the uh, a- AFC Championship. Those yeah, AFC Championship. AFC yeah, my bad, gotcha. my bad, my bad. AFC oh, Championship. Um, yeah. So I picked it for the AFC Championship. I still think it's going to happen, but I don't see any team uh that can stop the Chiefs. The only team that I think. You. The Ravens are playing. I'm sorry to cut you off. The Ravens are playing better and better ball here. Des Bryant has caught a touchdown pass in two games straight. Craziness. Go ahead. Yeah, true, true. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point in the season, the Chiefs are kind of taking it slow because they know that they have the playoffs in front of them, which is why I think they're going to rest next week. Um, but I think the Ravens are the only team that have a chance out of the AFC. So if they're able to get past them, is is pretty much a guarantee for a repeat. I don't have any team in the NFC that stands a chance. Okay. All right, Chris, talk to us. Can your Steelers stop? <sighs> Is there Man, anybody? You, you, you knew where I was you knew where I was going. Steelers have the only team. Our defense did take some hits, losing Dupree and Bush. We did take some hits. I'll give y'all that. But we have a high power offense just like the Chiefs. We don't have four three receivers like the Chiefs. When I say four three, I mean speed fellas and ladies. We don't have <laughs> we don't we don't we don't we don't have four three receivers, but we got receivers that catch the ball, receivers that move well when they catch the ball, and we got receivers that get a lot of yards after catch. And I don't know how many times Giz gotta tell y'all. Chase Claypool is that guy. He he's a, a certified number one option in this league. Right. Absolutely. And it's only his rookie season. So he's only going to get better. So I got the 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 Steelers being able to take down the Chiefs if we lucky. We got to get a lot of luck and we got to play hard. We got to play Steelers football. Another team y'all not going to like me to say, 
But I think they could take down the Chiefs. That bad man over there in Green Bay. Oh, I think the oh, pa- I no think the Packers no I think the Packers if they were to bump the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because they are an NFC team they can't see them in the Super Bowl. Right. If the Packers bump into the Chiefs, I think it'll be a close game. Okay. Okay. The, the Packers been playing Packers football all year. They've been trying to make, get their respect back. Aaron Rodgers. He's having a comeback year. I'm 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 sad to say it because I do want the Lions to do well most years. Even though I'm not a Lions fan no longer, I've stopped being a Lions fan when I was eight years old. So I'm not a bandwagoner. I've been a Steelers fan since I was eight years old. But the Packers have been playing Packers football this year. I know you're not high on that coaching staff, Gibbs, but they've been playing good Packers Matt football. Oh, oh, Matt, <laughs> Matt LeFleur. Uh, no, nah, but, but, but seriously, I think that there are a few different teams that in the right circumstances, because of the way they play football, I'm, and this isn't my fandom coming out, but I think the Ravens, in the right circumstances, if the weather works out right, like, if it's just cold, snowy, hella windy, I think that that would be great for them. Um, in a, and I'm not talking about, like, an inch or two of snow. I mean, like, they got to be, like, snow, snow. Because then, like, you, you pretty much eliminate the passing game just de facto because you don't have a ceiling uh, over your stadium. And, and that's a physical grinded out, you know, three yards in a, a, a cloud of uh, snow type game. The Ravens definitely have an advantage in that type of game. Um, however, the only other way, and this is barring that the Chiefs stay healthy and everybody stays healthy, uh, the only other team that I could see knocking them off besides the Ravens is the Seahawks. And I know y'all are thinking they didn't look great today against the Rams. I agree. However, they're getting hot at the right time. The Ravens and the Seahawks both are getting hot at the right time. Oh, oh so I agree. Important. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I told y'all in the beginning of the season, the Seahawks was my sleeper team in the NFC. I put down $100. They win the uh, Super Bowl just because it was and, high odds. And so when I when I look at this team, they have some glaring flaws. I would be remiss if I didn't say that. But I think that it's a possibility that uh, if they played up against the Chiefs, they could, they could possibly just do a couple things the right way, come away with a win. So, um, now, we we talked about can anybody stop the Chiefs. We talked about the Seahawks being your sleeper for winning a Super Bowl. Chris, who do you think wins the NFC? I think it's a collision course between the Packers and the Seahawks, man. It's 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 really up in the air because it's such both teams have the best quarterbacks this year in the NFC. Like, I mean, yeah, the Saints and the Bucks are there, Brady and Breeze, but I'm just the, the way Grand Rodgers been playing and the way Russell Wilson's been getting hot when he's hot. Because what, what, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron Rodgers leads the NFC in touchdown passes, correct? Uh, I believe so. Let me go ahead and fact check that. But keep going. Big but up. anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe Aaron Rodgers does. And Russell Wilson, I mean, he's probably the most clutch besides Brady. I mean, Brady been in the league so long, it's hard to put any stats against his. But in the NFC, I want to say Russell Wilson is, is top three clutch in the NFC. It go Brady, Rodgers, Dan Wilson. So, I mean. Bro, Aaron Rodgers is leading the league Lord. in touchdowns with four. Exactly. Exactly. That's and how what I'm many saying. interceptions, Gibbs? Four. 
Good lord. Exactly. I'm telling Good you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I mean, did, did y'all see Aaron Rodgers in the media this year? He was really like, dude, I was injured for three years straight, and y'all coming to me like I'm just some scrub. My bad years when I'm injured are a lot of y'all favorite quarterbacks' good years, right? He, he, was not he won his that. respect. He, he won his respect that. this year. And I would not be surprised if the Packers come out and win the ball this year. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm sick. I'm last sick. time he played this man. Listen, listen. Last time he played this good, what they do? They won a bowl. They beat my thing mean, on Steelers. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. About I mean, it. I listen. In all fairness, that was that was kind of the Steelers' fault. Like, why would you let Troy Palomalu be out there in man coverage? Like he wasn't 33 years old at the time. But anywho, <laughs> we we gonna we gonna keep on moving past that. So, Josh, Chris got the Packers. Who you got taking the NFC, man? Um, I honestly think it might be the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are just a uh, well-oiled right now, and they're on a collision course to kind of make the Super Bowl. I think the only team that might get up some competition at this point in the year is the Packers. But I don't know, for some reason, I feel like uh, all around both sides of the ball, the Packers don't have enough weapons to keep up with the Seahawks' firepower in a, in a, in a playoff game. But I don't want people to sleep on the Buccaneers. Mm. As a Tom Brady fan, um, I'm interested to see what Tom Brady does in the NFC. We've seen him go against competition in in the playoffs that we've never seen him go against before. And we know, I mean, it's kind of him, kind of Belichick, but we never seen him game plan for these teams, and we never seen these teams game plan for him either. So I think it's going to be interesting matchups, to say the least. But I got the Seahawks. I'm just, I'm really, I'm hurt. I'm shocked. I'm flabbergasted. I'm ready to leave the show at this point. <laughs> one guy picking the Packers, the other guy picking Tom Brady. I, it, it almost feel like I came here to be disrespected today. I'm picking the Seahawks. That's almost but, what but, it feel like, man. But Brady is my guy, man. I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. So I'm going to tell you, honestly and truly, when I look at these teams, I think to myself, there are a few different options, few different ways this can go. I am not going to lie to you all. I would be shocked if if the Bucks were to uh, were to win the NFC, um, the Saints they if they avoid the Packers, I feel like they get the job done. If they could just stay in domes in hot weather, I feel like they get the job done for sure. Although Alvin Kamara shows something that six touchdowns, I mean that's. That's a, a tie for an NFL record. And that was it, by the way, that was his first ever NFL game with 20 plus carries. So after seeing that, I have no doubt in my mind, uh, if if the Saints are healthy and if they end up playing in most for the most part, domes and all that, I feel like them and the Seahawks are the two teams. I Listen, as much as I hate the Packers, I got to be honest. Aaron Rodgers has lit it up this season in a way that is – it's historic. It's its literally historic. That touchdown to interception ratio with that many touchdowns, it's historic. So you can't rule out – you can never rule out the team with the best quarterback. And right now he's playing some of the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, Russell Wilson is – he's Super Bowl quarterback, should have two rings, but – it's, it's hard to rule him out. Aaron oh, Rodgers is 37 years old. Yeah, but see, in quarterback years in today's NFL, where, like, you can only hit them 
in like a a two foot window without it being a penalty and all that. Like third, the the clock on quarterbacks has been rolled back exponentially. No, no, no. I, I get it, Giz. I was just pointing out because everybody swore up and down that Tom Brady, Breeze, Ben Roethlisberger, and all those guys were going to be stink because they were getting up in age. So I was just pointing that out. The That's year right. that That's Aaron right. Rodgers having this year is a year that a 27-year-old, 28-year-old quarterback would dream to have. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if I if I had to put my money down on one team, it, I'd have to I'd, I'd have to go with the most complete team, which is the Come Saints. On. The Saints what? the Saints are the most the Saints are the most complete team in the NFC, man. They the Saints are the only team that is not one injury away from being catastrophic. They're the only team in the NFC. If Every other team, if their starting quarterback goes down, they're done. That's it. The Saints, however, even with Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, or I know Teddy Bridgewater is gone, but last year Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0, so I'm going to include him in this group. Teddy Bridgewater, they'd be fine. They Of the three teams, they have one of the better defenses. Um, the Seahawks probably had the best defense of the three, but of the three the Saints have a, a very good defense. They've got a lot of playmakers in that secondary. Cam Jordan's always a handful. And don't get me wrong, Zadarius and Preston Smith are both menaces off the edge for Green Bay. But I, you know what? I, I can't lie to myself no more. The Packers are the best team in the NFC. Can yes, sir. <laughs> They're the best team in the NFC. They're probably going to win the NFC, and I, I'd love to see uh, a Rodgers-Mahomes Super Bowl uh, that Mahomes wins handily, or or even a Rodgers-Lamar Jackson Super Bowl. Who knows? But anywho, uh, yeah, that, we're going to move on past that to our category that we – wow. I, it, it hurt me to do that. It hurt me to do that. It hurt me to admit it. But I'm going to admit it. I'm going to admit it. The Packers are probably going to take the NFC – uh, and with that being said, I had to hold the L there. So we're going to move on to our new segment called Hold That L. Now, Hold That L will not be a weekly segment, folks, but it will be reserved for only the rarest and most delicate of L's. Do y'all understand? <laughs> so we got the Lions losing 47 to 7. Uh, Tom Brady throwing for 300 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. And then having Blaine Gabbert. Yes, you heard it right, ladies and gentlemen. Blaine Gabbert come in and have his first pass be a touchdown to Gronk. So that was a 40-point loss. Or the Pistons blowing a nine-point lead in two minutes to Cleveland. Fellas, which one was the bigger L? Uh... I think the Pistons is the bigger L. Mm-hmm. Only because, like, even though neither team is good right now, we're used to this from the Lions. It's late in the season. They're not making the playoffs. They're probably not playing at full effort because they're not making the playoffs. And they're going against Tampa Bay, which is going to be a playoff team. Um, The Pistons were going against Cleveland, who, even though, like, their roster, their system looks a lot better than it does on paper. On paper, they're essentially the same talent level when it comes to teams. Right. Right. And I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if you're playing a 96 Bulls. When you up by that much with two minutes ago, you got to pull in a win. Yeah. 
You have to, especially when you're in a place where it's probably a 1% chance you're going to make the playoffs, but it's the Eastern Conference and anything can happen. So every win that you can get, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go second here. Uh, the to me, the Pistons' loss is much worse for a plethora of reasons. Number one, the Lions. Uh, the NFL did not want to move the game back for the Lions. The Lions had a first time play caller, a f- interim interim head coach. I did not say interim twice as a stutter. There's an interim head coach who is Daryl Bevel. He, due to contact tracing, was disallowed to participate in the game, which left us with a, basically a energy coach, quote-unquote, who was the head coach. And then we had two play callers on both offense and defense who had never played calls before for the Lions. So, like, them up against uh, Brady, Gronk, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans. Why did I take so long to mention Mike Evans? And Godwin. This is kind of... This should happen. This is right. what a decent team should do. The Pistons, on the other hand, um, excuse me, I beg your pardon. Nine point lead with two minutes in, in two minutes. That's that's how long it took you. And the worst part is that Cleveland is not a three point shooting team. Like if this was to the Warriors back when they had Durant and all that, that would make more sense. If this was even to the Suns right now, they have a lot of perimeter players, that would make sense. But the the against the Cavs, atrocious. Just atrocious. So, Chris, come talk to the people. Which L do you think is worse? Oh, the Pistons by far, bro. The Pistons for a number of reasons. But the main reasons is, okay, the like you stated, Tampa Bay has go-to guys. Like like Mike Evans, Brady, stuff like that. Cleveland doesn't have one guy on that roster that is a go-to guy. Like, they don't have one. And you lost a lead to a team that has a bunch of role players in Andre Drummond. Well, well, you're not wrong. You're not that, that's, wrong. that's awful. In overtime at that, which means they were playing more minutes than they usually play because Cleveland exactly. runs like a 12-man rotation for whatever reason. I don't know why they do that in Cleveland, but they run like a 12-man rotation, and they usually get a lot of rest. They lost to a Cavs team that doesn't have – like it's not one player on that team that you can say, oh, he can get you 40 any given point in time. Seti Osman may be their most skilled scorer besides Kevin Love, and Kevin Love is not that type of guy anymore to give you 40. Facts. Oh, my God. Bro said Chetty Osman is their most skilled scorer, and he's not lying. Seti Osman got a pretty dope skill set. He just got the athleticism of a, of I mean, a, am, <laughs> of a dictionary. Am I, right. Am I lying? Like, I, like he, he, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to lie. The more I watch this game, the more Colin Sexton grows on me. The more he grows on me. Yeah, I, but not, yeah, he not nobody that you would say, okay, go give me 40 tonight, please. He a dog. You, Colin Sexton is a dog. He ain't, he, he ain't skilled. He is a dog. He is a dog, but he been, he been a bucket so far this season. And, yes, the sample size is only three games. But we got three games of over 50% shooting, and his season low is 22. I don't know. Oh no, he looking good. He looking good. That's all. I, I'm not saying nothing crazy. I'm not saying he's the best scorer that uh, that has been in Cleveland since Brown and nothing like that. But he looking good. That's 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 what all I'm saying here. 
Man, I don't know, bro. But all I know is He's I'm not almost forty percent from three. You got, bro. You got to give him love. Come on now. Give, 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 give. Gallus Sexton's a dog. He could be a starting point guard on probably just about every team in the league besides the team that have like a top five point guard. He could be a starting point guard or a two guard besides the teams with top five point guards. But you don't expect him to go get you forty. You're right. Like you're okay. not. You're right. not. You, like, let's just be honest. You're not. They wait, don't. Wait, like, wait, Cleveland wait. don't have. You expect. You expect Teddy Osman to get you forty? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying Cleveland <laughs> don't have. Cleveland don't have anybody on that team that can gift you forty. And any time right. you need them, you're going right. to give you forty. You don't blow a nine point lead in overtime with two minutes left, and you had. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a like somebody that can just go get buckets. I can see it for Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or any uh, James Harden, any of those players are there. But they literally beat you by running plays. They don't have any ISO score on that team besides Colin Sexton and Seti Osman. Oh and they're not God. even you know ISO sick, scores. You know how sick that is. You do, like, can we just take a second to reflect on what 2020 basketball is? That, like, this man really said... They beat you by running plays. <laughs> like, dude, like, bro, dude. Like, for years. Am I lying? Like the, but, but, Pico, in the, in the early 2000s, was that not the thing? Like, it was like right. you run plays. Like, you, oh, yeah, we're going to run floppy with a little backdoor alley-oop action or something. Like, that's just what it was. Like, and now we're like, yeah, who, who runs plays? What bums? What are you doing? You out think there you running the Spurs, Bro, did you just set an elevator screen? That's like a nonsense. Get, yo, get these bums off the court, man. No, but that's that's facts, though. You you spit facts. You spit facts. That's crazy. Right. That's, that's, okay. that's crazy to me. Okay. Well, we're going we gonna to get on to an L that I'm sure Chris will enjoy much more. The Clippers. Uh, without, their, <laughs> without their fearless cyborg leader, Kawhi Leonard, who took an elbow to the face from Serge Ibaka, Required eight stitches, so obviously he's going to be out for a little while. In the Clippers' first game without PG, they take a 124-73 to L to to none other than the Dallas Mavericks. Now, that's tough. That's a tough L. The L that it is competing against is a combination of two Ls. The Warriors lost their first two games... To the Bucks and who did they play on Christmas? They played the Bucks on Christmas. Opening <laughs> okay, day so was uh, Brooklyn. Okay, so so to the Nets and the Bucks, they lost by a combined sixty-five points. They lost to the Bucks by thirty-nine. They lost to the Nets by twenty-six. So, <laughs> tell me this: which L is worse, the Warriors' start to the season or the Clipper L? Um, I gotta say the Warriors. I gotta say the Warriors only because even though we knew the Warriors weren't going to be what they once were, because Draymond doesn't have a lot of pieces to play make around, so his effectiveness isn't going to be the same. Uh, Clay is out for the season, and Clay is the second best shooter in the history of basketball. Um, they still retooled in a manner to where you thought that the Warriors were going to be somewhat competitive. Wiseman is young. He looks promising, but he's still 19, so it's going to take him some time. But Oubre has played effective basketball in other places. He had a damn good preseason. Andrew Wiggins, even though he squandered his potential, like it was a point in time where Kobe was calling Andrew Wiggins the next me. And even though he's averaging, he's averaged like 22, 23 a game for his career. 
it's an inefficient 23 and it's a quiet 23 because he doesn't impact the game. Um, those are still scores that you thought would be able to somewhat lighten the load if Steph hands the ball off to him. And people are saying Steph is having a bad season. But if you're watching the games, one, Steph is six foot three, a buck eighty. I mean, he's getting his spots, he's get he's taking his shots. He just can't make them because he's getting doubled and tripled almost every play. And when you kick it off to Andrew Wiggins and he's airballing threes, when you kick it off to Oubre and he's airballing threes, it's nothing much you can do. If you looked at the first game of the season against Brooklyn, Steph could have had 20 assists easily. But Uh, Kelly Oubre literally didn't make a shot. He literally didn't make a shot. It's not like an exaggeration. He didn't make a shot the first two games of the season. um, So... Kelly Oubre is currently 0 for 31 on non-dunk attempts. So, <laughs> this man. Is well, he playing today. He playing today. I'm pretty sure he got a a, a bucket today. Oh man. my lord! So, that so is tough sauce. I, I think it's worse just because we're about to see a long season to where it's essentially Steph playing by himself. Oh himself. man, y'all, 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 y'all. I'm sorry <laughs> to cut up? you off, bro. <laughs> I said that, and Kelly Oubre is 3 for 14, 0 for 4 from 3. So I, I hope his six points ain't dunks. I, I pray to God his six <laughs> points ain't dunks, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. It's, we talked him up the, on the show, too, we did. bro. Oh, this man is ruining my credibility. Who is I we? Did. I have talked about the job. <laughs> Kelly was suspect. He is mm. a very pretty man who Naruto runs. That is about it. That's all I got for you there. <laughs> That's oh, all man. I got for you. That's but I just okay, okay. I just say it's right, worse because I say it's worse because the Warriors, that's a sign of things to come. Even though the Clippers had a terrible loss and pandemic P is back. At the same time, Ooh. uh we've seen teams lose terribly and still have a somewhat decent season. I don't think tra- I don't think the trajectory of the Clippers season is changing in any of our eyes based off that loss. We got them making it to the playoffs possibly making it to the second round and then losing to a team that's an actual contender. I mean, that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. I, I feel that. So, Chris, which one was worse to you, man? As much as I want to slander the dang on Clippers, as much as I hate the Clippers, <laughs> as much as I don't like nothing the Clippers say in the media, I'm going to have to say the Warriors because I'll put it to you like this. I saw a stat. Steph Curry had 39 and 16 in those two games combined, like stat-wise. Harden had 44 and 17 in his one game. And people love to say Steph is so much better than Harden because he got championships. But I'm just going to put that out there. And I'm going to leave it for the rest of the segment. Next segment we get into to, to go on to the Rockets. But the Clippers, I don't like what they said in the media, however, about they lost because Paul George said it don't really mean nothing. This loss on me. Paul George, you lost about 51 points. It's more than just you. You It was more than just you the problem this game. I, I promise you that. <laughs> it's, it's way more than just Paul George if you lose by 51 points. Absolutely. And then, Absolutely. so the reason I put the Warriors over the top, though, because this team was projected to be the sixth or higher seed, even without Klay mm-hmm. Thompson. Now, I know they're still missing Draymond Green, but, I mean, the problem is the offense right now for the Warriors. And if I'm not mistaken, Draymond isn't really 
that much offense back to the table. He's a defensive former defensive player of the year. He's never been any like you know. He's a playmaker, I guess. But he's a great playmaker you, when his weapons on the floor. But exactly, I mean. But Wiggins and Ubre are showing right now that they iffy. I mean, they haven't. I wouldn't say you don't put them out there. They that bad, but they real iffy and questionable. Oh, for like, thirty one on nine dunking tips is is beyond. <laughs> right now, Steph Curry is playing my career on Hall of Fame. You know, you pick a good team on purpose because it's a Hall of Fame. They miss every open shot. That's what Steph is going through right now. It, oh my lord, my lord, this is wild. it's really their second unit though. They second unit is so awful. Like you can't even name their second unit. Like, I, <laughs> Like I was like, who is this guy? Uh, Wait, what, who is this guy? Jo- what Jordan Poole at, at the backup point guard, right? Uh huh. Yeah. You got the, you got to, Toscano at the two. Is is to wait? Toscano is ninety five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and and I know there's a Pascal guy somewhere in this. Somewhere pa- in the mix, Pascal to backup power forward, I think. No, but he's starting right now because Draymond out. Oh, oh, okay, God. okay, okay. Oh, never mind. Never um. mind. I know nothing of this team. <laughs> oh, Mar- Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris. <laughs> Uh huh. You know what's it, fans? I know that y'all are thinking we didn't do our homework because no, we all watched the game. <laughs> we all watched it, and we cannot I, name nothing about these guys. I played with the Golden State Warriors on 2K today, and hey, I can't name them. Hey, Pete, Pete, y'all can go. Ziff, give them your your Twitch information so they can go see we're not lying. This Twitch.tv <laughs> slash Artie Ziff Gaming. I just played with Golden State and I still and, can't name him. And I watched him stream the game. And <laughs> we are still like, yo, who's on this second team again? Like, I don't think y'all understand the exposure that we've had to this team. And we still like, know nothing. Like, oh I put them in parlays and, like, I don't know the team. Like, I'm telling you. We know. Oh, okay. Oh my god. That's <laughs> why I think it's that bad. This is this is so sick because we I I started this I started hold that air with the intention of laughing at the Clippers. I really did, and instead we're laughing at how bad the the Warriors. That's tough. That's tough, man. You know how bad you got to be to make us not want to laugh at the Clippers. <laughs> oh, hey, the Clippers not out of here. The Clippers not oh, out of here. Just, uh, uh, I was just about to say I'm the only person. Maybe it's just me. But I knew when I saw this this roster for the Warriors, I'm like, yo, like, I don't think they're making it. I don't think that I I didn't think they were making the playoffs with Klay Thompson hurt. As soon as I saw Klay Thompson hurt, I'm like, yeah, Warriors pack is in the air. It's listen, uh, it's in listen. The air. But the the, but the 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 Clippers combined three. They had three quarters. Three quarters they score under twenty points in in a full quarter. But wait, wait, wait. Was, here's Here's why. Here's why I say that, and and I'm I'm by myself on this, but this fine. I think that the Clippers' loss is much worse. I think it's much worse. Hmm. And let me tell you why. The Warriors are genuinely like a bad team. Like this is. I didn't. Nobody knew they were this bad. I, I would be lying to y'all if I said like I Kenton Gibbs knew that they'd lose their first two games by thirty each, and they'd lose to the Bulls after that. I'd be a liar. But I knew this team wasn't going to be good. Now, this Clippers team, however, they were down by 50 points at halftime. Rick Carlisle called off the dogs in the third quarter, bro. 
Like that, this game, they could have beat them by a hundred. Like that's that's the reality of Giz, how Giz, bad this eight game minutes, was. Eight minutes into the third quarter, like it was still eight minutes left, and he said, "You know what? Let's just let's just rest everybody today." Like Luca could have probably had sixty points today. I am <laughs> I, I'm legitimately like, and I'm I'm not even kidding right now. I'm like flabbergasted by how bad they got whooped. And Paul George, for all of the good things he did in the first two games. Dropped 33 on 13 or 18 against the Lakers in that season opening win. Dropped dropped 23 on 8 of 14 with nine assists against Denver. That man went off for 15 points on 4 of 13 shooting this game. Ladies and gentlemen, that loss is much worse to me because now y'all look like clowns without Kawhi. All this junk y'all talked about. Oh yeah, we we better than the lake. Oh yeah, you know that was just last year. We got weapons now. We got you know Trez was out of shape because his grandma passed, and we got weapons oh. now. <laughs> Serge Ibaka that way. <laughs> it's a good pickup. It's a good pickup. I don't care what weapon it is. The Lord said, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." Well, it looked like the Mavericks were prospering. Somebody <laughs> on the Clippers ain't been saying that. Hey, and Pete, and Pete, hey, Pete, Pete gives no Porzingis for the for the for the Dallas. Still, still no Porzingis. So what? What's what's the guy's name? Uh, number forty two. What's what's his name? He I know he's foreign. Uh, uh, I, I, don't I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to yeah, say his then, name. It's yeah, Cle- Keebler. Keebler. Oh, uh, uh, you doing Ke- Ma- 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 Maxi Kleber? Yes, Max Kleber. Max Kleber was out here feeding y'all buckets? That's that's where we've gone with this thing. That's where we've gone with this thing. Josh Richardson dropped 20 on y'all head. Like, what are we... Come on, man. Come on. This is is ugly. This is... Anywho, that loss is much worse to me, man. Because to have... To have uh to have none of not a single player, especially not Luca, have over 30 minutes and y'all still lost by 50. Bro, how does this happen? This is that legit looked like a 2K score. Like oh, Josh real. Richardson looked like CJ McCullum today, bro. Oh like Josh Josh I thought that was CJ McCullum out there the way he looked today, bro. Oh my lord. Jalen Brunson went off. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. These are the dogs that we supposed to be worried about, Giz. Remember these are them pit oh, bulls, the I'm dogs. Sorry. I'm sorry, but this again, this team, that Warriors team, I expected them to be this bad. We all knew Steve Kerr was a joke of a coach. We all knew this. We all knew like if you give me the talent that Steve Kerr had, I coach the championship. I do that. They, the players were literally coaching each other on the sidelines with yeah. the clipboard, and it was a whole controversy about that. Anybody. Hey, you wanna, you know what to make this game work. Remember Brian and the Kyrie was playing flip flip bottle on the sideline oh, against man. the Knicks? Oh, if they start doing that, this this would have blew it. I would have definitely gave it to the Clippers. If the Mavericks had started doing that, I would have been like, okay, hey, Clippers. Hey, if anybody on the Mavericks sideline start recording TikToks, Ah, uh, that would have sold, <laughs> sold it. That would have sold it. Like you know what? Go ahead, go home, Clippers. Go ahead, pack it in, go home. But yeah, that that got to be the worst L for me, man. But we gonna we gonna move on past hold that L, cause cause boy, boy, that's just the Clippers look bad. The the Warriors look pathetic. But now we we're gonna move on to some good news for Chris. 
Because anytime we can laugh at the Clippers, it's good news. Chris hit a, a 10-team parlay, great news. So we're going to bring Chris some even better news. The, the Rockets lose in James Harden's debut this season, 126-128, to the Trailblazers in overtime, by the way. But is James now happy in Houston? Is this an indication that he could stick around? And mind you, this loss comes with no boogie, no wall, no Eric Gordon. So, Chris, we're going to hand you the floor on this one. How, are you feeling more optimistic now that, uh, that James Harden is sticking around? Listen, 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 listen. So this is the one game I didn't want to take any parts of the parlays in the last couple of days. I've been hot um, because a couple of reasons. Um, I wasn't really sure how James Harden attitude was going to be. I was like, yeah, he don't want to be there that bad. So, you know, he might come out there and just get like 30 and like 10 just just so he can keep his trade value high. And and what James Harden did was he had 44 and 17, which I said last segment. But he came out there and he showed them, like, look, I don't care what y'all see me doing. I don't care who y'all see me doing it with. I'm a bucket, and I can go get a bucket, and I can make my team better, whatever team y'all trade me to. So shut up all the noise and me being at the strip club, me flying somewhere after a game because we got an off day the next day, or me doing it. Shut all that up. Now, granted, we don't want Harden doing that during during COVID, but – he shut up the noise to 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 reassure us James Harden still James Harden. So quiet all that down. Now the good thing I like about this is Christian Wood. Harden gave Christian Wood a, a, a hall of confidence in my eyes because Wood, I feel like a piston with the Pistons didn't get the opportunities that he's going to get with Houston. So I honestly feel like James Harden being there. And seeing Wood's development, he might want to stay because Wood looked amazing out there. I'm calling him Baby AD already. So y'all can say what y'all want. I'm calling him Baby AD. <laughs> he dancing Mason, bro. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. I'm calling him Baby AD. He's a cheap version of AD. Like, if you wanted somebody, like, give me somebody like 50 million that plays similar to AD in some games for me. I'm going Christian Wood. That's why I'm calling him Baby AD. He's not AD, of course, but. If I wanted a cheap version, they give me I mean, 50 listen, million. 31 and 13 ain't nothing to sleep on, man. 31 and 13 is not a a, a ounce of nothing to sleep on. Right. So, I, I'll admit that. I'll, I'll admit I'm not above admitting Gibbs is wrong. I was wrong about Christian Wood so far. Not calling him baby AD yet, but I was wrong so far. I wasn't wrong. Calling him Desmond Mason ain't wrong. A lot, of, a lot of people I know are, I know are, uh, some of our viewers may be younger and don't know who he is. Desmond Mason was a hooper. That's not an insult. I know he's he not was, Anthony he, he, Davis. He, he was nice. He was nice. But I mean, I feel like Christian Wood can be better than that. He could be, but right now I'm putting this, I'm putting this ceiling at Desmond Mason. Hey, but I mean, all I'm, I'm saying, you, so Desmond Mason has some great seasons with the Bucks. He has some really good seasons. Hey, man, so hey, we talking about AD. AD is a generational talent. Are we putting? Are we putting Christian Wood at generational? No, I said a cheaper version of him, like like how Kimba is to Kyrie. You okay, so so, like, so 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 what is what is AD's skill set? AD AD can do. He's a three level scorer. If you put it in terms of two K, he can do literally everything on the court. So a cheaper version of AD is Desmond Mason, bro. <laughs> I mean, Desmond Mason was a little shorter, uh, not exactly the same rebounder, but I get you. I get what you're saying. I get where you're going here. I don't think I, 
I don't think that that's a bad comparison. I'll say that because he was a scrapper on the boards. He did all right, but he was he was he was a guard anyway. So he, you know, for what he did, wasn't bad. wasn't bad. But uh, you, you know what? You know what? I just looked up Desmond Mason's stat line. I might have been a little disrespectful. I get Christian bro, better than I that. I told <laughs> you. I told you, bro. I, I mean, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not putting those stats in proper context. He played in the slowest pace, true, with that's the toughest true. defense. That's of, true, bro. The early thousands had the most defense in the that's slowest true. pace that we've ever seen. If, if we have any old head off, listeners, if we have any old head listeners, the early two thousands defense was leaps and bounds better than the eighties and early nineties. Bro, in the eighties, the, didn't the Lakers average like one thirtieth one yeah. season? Yeah, like come on, bro. <laughs> like I don't. The Lakers average one thirty a season. Like, come on, bro. Like, I get it, but at at some point, we gotta admit, like, okay, zones were illegal. Double teaming, hard doubles were illegal. Am I am I incorrect there? Or was You're that, not incorrect. Okay, it was, okay it was so a hard, violation. Hard doubles were illegal. Like, come on, man. Like, let's be honest. If we speed up the pace of play to what it is today and take down the defensive intensity and add in as many 18, 19, 20-year-old players as we see in today's NBA. Because, and this is no disrespect to this young man, and I know that this is one of Josh's guys because he's with the Pelicans. I'm going to be honest with you. In 2003 NBA, there's no room for Jackson Hayes. No. At all. At he all. does not exist in that NBA. He can, because he could not. He's not a great shooter, and he's not tough enough to bang with those bigs down there with the level of physicality they rely. But that's that's just a slight little tangent about what defense was back then. I'm sorry. I think if you put Desmond Mason in today's NBA, I don't think that he's all of a sudden like the greatest score ever. I think he could put up close to what Christian Wood is. Not not exactly it, but close. But anywho, so Josh, what do you think? Is Harden happy at home? Is he staying with the Rockets or what? Um, is he happy at home? No. Is he going to stay with the Rockets at this point? I don't think he has a choice. I think the Rockets are just going to keep him regardless. And whatever happens with your contract is that we're going to figure it out or wait until it's your contract year and try to get a trade then. But James Harden, at the end of the day, he's an exceptional basketball player. So I don't think he's I don't think he's happy. But if James Harden is on the floor, he's going to hoop. And that's, that's all we're seeing. We're seeing the product of uh, offensively one of the most gifted basketball players we've ever seen. I mean, is it some of his leadership and defensive skills and stuff come into question. But as far as offense goes, we haven't seen too many players in the history of ball better than James Harden. So that's just a product of what we're seeing. I don't think this season is going to turn into anything great for the Rockets. But if Harden is saying um, – I'm going to play these games because they're forcing me to be here, even though I'm unhappy. We are going to see the Rockets make a first or second round playoff run this year. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to say this. I think that he is happier because he's realizing, wait a minute, this team can be something special. And this is another moment where I got to admit, I think I, I may have been wrong. A healthy wall, a healthy boogie, even if they're only healthy for about 50 games out of the season and the playoffs, or none, that's kind of a lot. Because how many games is this year? 70? Uh, 72, I believe. Yeah, okay, 72. So, so even if they're only healthy for 45 games plus the playoffs, I think that that team 
with what they're constructing with John Wall, Boogie, Christian Wood, and Harden, I think that that's a good team. I think that they'll be able to win some games, do some things, and I'm going to be honest with you. The Lakers better keep their health because if they run into them, that team could be a buzzsaw. That could be a buzzsaw team for them that while they, while none of those guys I've mentioned, nor on their roster, are there any guys maybe outside of P.J. Tucker that you would consider a defensive specialist? I think they could do enough on offense to give a team fits or at least wear you out for your next series after that. Listen, listen, we were missing Wall, Boogie, and E.G. Wall has proven that he's recovered majority from the injury. Boogie's proven that he's recovered from the injury. And E.G. looked like he was playing really good basketball in the preseason. So, with add those pieces in, I think we got something. Because David Nwaba, we missed him last year, too. He's back. He's nice. Tate, that rookie we got, hooping. So, I mean, I, I think... If Harden stay, I think we could be a top four seed in the West. Like, seriously. All right, so hear me out here. Is the crisis over? Is the crisis averted as far as, like, James Harden demanding a trade and, like, not showing up? Is that over? Is it like, all right, GG's for that. He's now in the building and doing what he has to do. I won't say. I say pump your brakes because before the game, he did add two more teams to his trade block. and. And a lot of reports were going out that the Rockets really like C.J. McCollum and they would do a package deal with C.J. McCollum and a bunch of draft picks. And C.J. McCollum and I think it was a, another player and a bunch of draft picks, which is dumb to me because, I mean, C.J. is good predominantly because teams worrying about Damian Lillard. But I do think they're going to slow down as Harden gets more comfortable with this new coach, new staff. I think the big part of the reason Harden wants out is because he doesn't have Daryl Morey or he doesn't have D'Antoni. So I think he just needs to adjust to Steven Silas and Raphael Stone. Once once he gets to know them a little bit better and they, he sees that they're doing the things to put him in winning position, then I think we could say it's over with. But right now, it's knocking at the door, though. I'll say that. Hey, man, it's always good to see horny man Daniel House back on the court. <laughs> it's always good, man. Gibbs, when he going to lose that name? It's we, always, we. Oh, he going to be horny man Dan until the day he die. <laughs> even, even if, bro, see me out in public and, like, him and the entire Rockets organization, not just the team, even if him and the entire organization jump me at once, like, eh, He's still horny man, dad. Like, so, <laughs> like I'm gonna get up with a black eye, busted lip, and still be like, "You still horny man." Like, that's just, hey, that's just what that's gonna be. Gibbs, so when you uh, when you laying this ESPN gig and you doing sideline reporting, and he have a hell of a game, and you got to interview him after the game, I'm fully expecting you to call this man horny man, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you trying to get me fired out here <laughs> from a job I ain't even got yet. Basically, listen, at a certain level, there's decorum, and I got to be like, oh, ding hoes. It's nice to see you. How you do? You know, but it, I can't be out here. Hey, horny man, Dan. Great game out there, man. You dropped 31 tonight. It's looking like you and Harden are the new one-two. But I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. I can't. But anywho. Anywho, it, I, I think that this is a good situation that they got going on in Houston now. I think it's less volatile. And the biggest part about this, we're not even talking about this because of a win. We're talking about this based off of a loss. Like, 
if you're a Rockets fan, you got to be. It was just a right? tough. Yeah, it's a tough. That's why I love it. I love it. Harden got 41 and 17, 44 and 17, and Christian Wood with 31 and 13. I love it because you add John Wall to that. If you add John Wall to that mix, CJ McCollum doesn't score 44. John Wall can still sit down in defense. Like, he don't get it twisted. He was second team all defense before he got hurt. John Wall would have checked CJ McCollum in that game and. He would have switched on to him. He wouldn't have dropped forty four. So that's why I'm happy about it. Exactly, exactly. And I don't, I don't think. And again, Demarcus Cousins is one of those guys that, while he has never been like a prime Dwight Howard defensively, he still is underrated defensively for how good he is. I mean, just look at the classic meme of Carl Anthony Towns giving every single ounce uh, and fiber of his being trying to back him down. And, <laughs> and Boogie just standing there looking at him like, come on, bro. What, what you doing, man? Like, like that <laughs> meme in and of itself is a little bit of like, he's not the, the most nimble of foot. He's not the highest jumper. But in the post, he plays good defense, and and he's a uh, he's and, a decent defender. And his role on Rockets is just to maybe give us twelve and ten. I think he can do that. Absolutely, absolutely. So we gonna we gonna end this thing with some long shots because again, this this episode is is all about Chris and his good luck and his good fortune, and his happiness, and, and so. Chris, tell us some of these bets that you got coming up for the week that are your favorites. That just got you, got you looking at them like, oh, that's barbecue chicken. I need to take that immediately. Okay, so the 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 league started off the season with some bad matchups, so that's why it was pretty easy to to win a lot early on. But the Rockets and Denver game. I like the Rockets because they're going to be the underdog. So the Rockets, whatever the spread is going to be, the spread is too early for the spreads to come out tomorrow for tomorrow's game. But the Rockets game, I feel like if you take the Rockets and they get a plus five, that's a good bet because Denver has not been playing good basketball. They've been barely squeaking by and they, they've been taking their heels. Um, Another good team to roll with in the next coming games, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks are showing that they are a playoff team contender this year. They, they, they pickups they got. Gallinari was off the lineup last game. Click Capella was off the lineup, but they're coming back. That's a solid team. That's a solid team. So uh, that's another one. But really, my bread and butter this week, being fellas and, and ladies, is being prop bets. So I got a couple players right here that I'm on that list and show y'all that they having a good season. They've been consistent over the first couple games in these props. Terry Rozier with points. I think them drafting LaMelo Ball scared Terry, scary Terry and, and made him want to hoop because he's averaging over 20 points right now. So he's hot right now scoring. John Morant and Brandon Ingram are other two prop bets. If you go to casino and use a prop bet, it was points, points, points wise. They've both been scoring above their average consistently. Zion and rebounding. Because the floor is so spaced out, when Adams is off the floor, Zion is the only big technically on the floor. He's not even a big. And he rebounds and he likes to push the floor. His rebound has been out of this world these first couple games. So he's another guy. Russell Westbrook and assist. It looks like we got the old Russell Westbrook from OKC back. And he's stat padding. I hate to say it. He's stat padding. So. Oh, my Lord. Oh, So my him Lord. rebounds and assists for word. Yeah, for him, rebounds and assists, he been he been hitting. So 
I'm going to say that. Another person, the last person for the prop bets is Seth Curry, or the last two people, Seth Curry and Kevin Durant. Three-pointers made. They both been getting set at two and a half. They both been getting three or more a game. So that's another good prop bet you can add to a parlay to make you some extra money. Now, I am going to lean this by saying gamble responsibly. I don't gamble money I don't have. And most of the time I do gamble, it's not over $20. It's just in a parlay. So I can win my money back easily if another parlay hits. And if you think about it, if 14 parlay, it's only so many different ways one can hit if you put all combinations you're going to hit one so i'm not trying to make anybody gambling addict y'all just love the long, long shots last week so i'm just we, we decided to bring it back now i'm gonna let gibbs give y'all his long shot hey, because listen. it's not mine <laughs> hey listen and, and and you know what and i'm fine with this i'm fine with this you know what i mean you can call me a sicko about this if you want but the way that they've looked early this season i I think the Cavs are going to make the playoffs. What are the odds that they're going to make the playoffs, Chris? They plus eight eighty. So if you put a hundred dollars down, so if you put a hundred, you're going to make eight hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, friends, I'm I'm trying to tell you, the East. Look at the bottom of the playoffs in the East. Do you really think that the excuse me that the Wizards are that much better than the Cavs? Do you really think that Russell Westbrook is going to stay healthy enough through this entire season? And we've seen what the what the Wizards look like when it's just Bill out there. We've seen it. We've seen it. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I like the guy from Gonzaga. What's his name? Hatchie Moore or whatever. He's cool. I, I like him. He's he's different. He's he's a, a different kind of guy. But like, I don't I haven't seen anything on the court that makes me go, hmm, okay. Okay, I can see this. I can see this team making the playoffs. All I'm saying is, if you put down $10, you come away with 88 You see what I'm saying here? And I'm, I'm taking that bet. I'm taking that bet. Again, like Chris said, please, if you are going to gamble, gamble responsibly. Um, we are in no way influencing any minors or anything like that to gamble. If you are of age and have the auxiliary funds to do so, Feel free to gamble, but that's, hey, if you get addicted, that ain't on us. We done already told you. Gamble responsibly. Don't gamble money. You don't got to lose all that good stuff. So I don't, don't want to hear nobody calling the Better Business Bureau on facts over acts. Like, but they, they was giving me long shots, and they was hitting time after time, and then everything went wrong. I want to hear it. <laughs> right. I lose, too. I lose, too. I just, I lose, but my losses are covered because I do a lot of calculations and figure out how to make them come back. So. Exactly. Exactly. And that, again, if you don't know how to do the calculations to make them come back, watch out. That ain't on, hey, I don't want to hear no, that's facts over acts, okay? Josh Guyton is my witness. We are wholesome men on this show. And we do not. We are not advising nobody to do nothing that's going to land you homeless. Okay, because trust me, we need you to have a home and access to a power outlet so that you can charge your devices and listen to facts over acts every single Monday. Okay. That's 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 just the honest to God truth of the matter. But anywho, I'm tired of having to talk about the Packers. I'm tired of the Lions taking L's. I'm tired of telling y'all to gamble responsibly. So we're going to get on out of here for the week. But we are going to be back next week. So come back with us the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all.